This is episode 118 of Bella in Your Business. This episode is brought to you by my free webinar, Jump and Scale Your Business. My three-part training series, all dedicated to finding and attracting the right people that will help scale your pet sitting business. In Jump and Scale, I will teach you step-by-step processes that will help you find out who is your ideal candidate, how to create kick-ass advertisements to attract them, and how to make the selection process simple. Plus, you'll also receive worksheets to make implementing all of this into your business easier than you can imagine. This is a must-attend if you have staff, want to grow, feel like you're being held hostage by your own business, have high turnover, are way too involved in the, the hiring process, you feel burnt out, or you're just not seeing the results that you want. Join me for the Jump and Scale Your Business three-part training series. Register now for free at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, your host. And today I have a very exciting guest for you. His name is Brian Fanzo, and he inspires, motivates, and educates business on how to leverage emerging technologies and digital marketing to stand out from the noise and reach millennial and Generation Z consumers. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I am so happy that you are finally here. It's been a long time coming and I'm just excited to kind of expose you to my audience full of dog walkers and pet sitting business owners. A lot of them are big movers and shakers and they finally got their business running with employees and stuff and they're really finally ready to kind of start creating and developing their own strong brand in their little community, right? Through video and through just all kinds of content. So I know you have so much to talk about. I would love for you to just take the floor and tell us all about press the damn button, how easy it is to do it, which is a key phrase that you use, right? And also this upcycling that you do. So I'm just going to let you like flow. How's that? Sure. That works for me. No, and I love it. I like the way you even set that up. I believe everybody has a story to tell. It doesn't mean everybody's story is great. Everyone has a story to tell. And I think in the world we're living in right now, the best way to stand out from the noise, we have fake news, we have bad news, we have all kinds of things going on in the world. The greatest thing that we can do as individuals is tell our story. I think we relate with other people's story. We connect with story. The reason your business is successful for those that are listening to this is because of you, your individual skills, you as a human. And the interesting thing in the last nine years or so, digital, social media, we kind of forgot that. We were using online to distance ourselves from what made us great, distance ourselves from our story. And it's amazing because when you talk to someone offline about their business, they talk about their passion and their why and what they love doing and what got them into it and how they got started and the lives that they change. But then you go and look at their website or their social media and it's just broadcasting blah sales pitches and ridiculous messages. And the interesting thing, I think when you look at, I say millennials and Gen Z, but let's just say anyone that's a digital native. And I qualify a digital native by someone that looks at digital technology as a whole and says, this is making our lives better, right? If you are someone that listens to this, which is funny, you're not listening to a podcast if you're not a digital native. So let's just say everyone that's listening to this show is a digital native. And when you're trying to relate with us as digital natives, 
we see through sales pitches. We see no one likes to be marketed to. And so now the question becomes, if we're smarter consumers today, we have more content in our face, more information in our face, but we also are stuck with more distractions, more notifications, more bad news, all of those things. How do we stand out? How do we cut through the noise? And I think it comes down simply to pressing the damn button, which is my tagline, and telling your story. Now, the damn button doesn't have to be video. It doesn't have to be audio. It just needs to be something, right? And it's so amazing. And I know, Bella, you and I even talked about this when we were hanging out there in Ohio earlier this year. You know, I love Facebook groups. I love Twitter. I'm a huge Twitter fan. Instagram has been my current favorite platform at the moment. But so much of it is about one-to-one conversations in a public forum, right? And so the public forum might be a group. It might be on your Instagram page. And I think for everyone that's out there right now, if your business is starting to take hold and you're starting to make waves and the question becomes, well, how do I stand out or how do I tell my story? The thing I tell people is that nobody cares about what you do. We care about why you do what you do. We care about how it will impact others. And I think the part that I wrap this around is people care when you care. And so I think there's an element here that says, how do I tell my story? How do I help people solve problems? And then those are the people that are going to be my advocates. They're going to buy from me. They're going to be marketing for me. And that's where the real magic happens. And I think when you look at passionate industries like the one that you're working with right now, I mean, it's a people business. It's about trust. And I get on every stage around the world and I tell everybody in the audience, every business, every industry is in the business of trust. The question is, how are you building that trust online? And how are you not losing the trust online? Back up. I'm going to slow you down because you're just as fast as I am too. And you just said that it's about building trust online, but you also said something really important that nobody talks about. It's about keeping that trust online. Keeping the trust, right? I think that's the hardest part, right? I think building trust takes time. The easiest thing you can do is lose trust, right? Losing trust is instantaneous. How do you lose trust? Is it by not showing up consistently? Yeah, I think it's, you know, talking at people. I think it's ignoring people. It's not managing expectations. Like, I don't care if you're going to just do a video every month, but if you're going to tell me that you're going to do it every month, you better do it every month, right? And I tell everybody that it's crazy how powerful consistency is. I'm actually feeling that. I messed up a couple of weeks of my podcast recently and the numbers, I hit a massive drop off and I'm one that preaches consistency and it was my own fault. I can't even blame it on anyone else. And I'm now using it as an example of, you know, consistency just means showing up when you say you're going to show up. And the key word there is showing up when you say, right? People, as soon as I hear consistency, people are like, I can't do everything every day. I can't do everything every week. And I said, I didn't say you had to be consistent at a certain level. I didn't say you have to be consistent. And to bring it back to your question there, you know, building trust, and I I will even say trust and social equity, right? Social equity is really how do I continue to give, 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 give so that when I do make an ask or when I do need help or when I'm launching a new product or a new service, people are willing to help me. It's amazing how many times people misuse that built up social equity. You'll build up equity for all this long time and then you'll make an ask for something silly like, like my Instagram post, right? Like, like you just build all that equity and like, I think this is that piece of trust is that it's easy to lose by doing things like not respecting people's news feeds. If you're consistently posting once a day and all of a sudden you post six times a day, people are like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen, Brian? It, it doesn't reach as many people. I was like, no, actually the worst thing is they unfollow you and now they don't see any of your content moving forward. And yeah. it's the same thing with email newsletters. Like I have a pet peeve with email as a whole, but like email newsletters 
there's a couple that I subscribe to and I read pretty loyally. And recently, one of them just decided to change their cadence and they went from once a week to three days a week. I unsubscribed that first week and I even sent them back an email because they're kind of a mutual friend. And I was like, you know what? Like, you've always respected my time. I knew that your email was coming on this day. And all of a sudden now, you felt like you no longer care about my time and you're just going to blast me with messages. Not only that, but when I unsubscribed, you sent me a confirmation unsubscribe email and then a thank you for leaving me via email, which I was like, You've now just even spammed me even more. And so I think for people that are out there now, building trust takes time. Yeah. But value the people's time. Like, I think in this world we're living in right now, we have so many distractions, yeah. so much stuff going on. If you want to build trust, when you do have someone's attention, don't waste it. Don't take that for granted. And that's just something as simple as tweeting. Like I even say like when I'm posting something on Twitter or I'm engaging on Twitter, like I mean, Twitter is a fire hose of information. Like there's, yes. there's no other platform that is more fire hose like than Twitter. But when I spend time on Twitter, I spend time engaging and providing as much value as I possibly can. And each one of those things, like someone will say, well, Brian, well, you tweet a lot during the day. I'm like, yes, but each one of those tweets to me has a value and has a strategy and has a reason. And so I think we are all in business of trust. The question becomes, how do I build it even at a higher scale using digital? And then how do I not lose it by doing the things like bad automation and not respecting people's time? Okay. So a couple of things I want to unpack there. First, tell everyone what your podcast is so they can find it. Sure. So it's FOMO fans with a Z at the end, FOMO fans. My goal there is to cure your fear of missing out. I spent about nine years trying to get other people to enjoy FOMO, which is that fear of missing out. And then I realized not a lot of people like FOMO. They don't like living on the bleeding edge. They don't like using beta. And so what I do is I test things out. I live on that bleeding edge and then I kind of translate it back to the audience. So episode 83 goes live this week and I it's a lot of fun. So yeah, FOMO fans with a Z. It's in all the podcast players that are out there. That's super cool. FOMO fans. Okay. So if we're saying that trust is built best off of consistency, I want to ask our listeners, what will you be consistent about? I want you guys to really think about that. And at what frequency, like Brian was just saying, it doesn't have to be 10 times a day or every week. I mean, it could be once a month, but make some sort of a thing to yourself. Now, Brian, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit because, and I want to tell a little personal story. So my followers may or may not have seen me do these Snapchat glasses in the water with my daughter and then kind of almost tease everyone and say, you really need to get this as a dog walker because as a dog walker, more and more people are actually starting to do those Facebook stories and Instagram stories about their Day, which is, Brian, you can only imagine how interesting and funny they can be, right? I can imagine. But how much more it would be with the Snapchat glasses. So one, I wanted to tip my hat to you and say that, you know, you guys should go and listen to his podcast because that's where I learned things from. And that's where I got the Snapchat glasses. And that's where the Snapchat glasses, if you want to make that $200 investment or 150, whatever it is, 150, yeah, $150. $150 investment in your business. You could really be telling stories in a very unique way and you do not need to be on Snapchat. Let me say that. But along those lines, Brian, you touched on it a minute ago. Talk about like just doing things, not maybe scared or you're not sure. Like you test things out, you try it. And what's the worst that's ever happened? I mean, people haven't been like, Brian, I'm not following you anymore. That was a dumb story or something, right? So can you talk to me more about the perfection and imperfection that I know that you love to talk about? Yes. And I love the way you set that up. I think, you know, I say perfection is a fairy tale and we hear a lot about perfection, but I think if you think about it for everyone out there, we don't believe any person is perfect. We don't believe any business is perfect. We don't believe anyone in any day is perfect from start to finish. Therefore, 
we overthink things. And I'm just as guilty as that. I've been writing a book for like two and a half years. Ah. I won't press the damn button on my own book, right? So I have to eat a little bit of my own dog food there and I'll use a pet analogy there on this show. But I, yeah. I think this is one of those things that we have to get over being perfect. And I will tell you, like for people that are out there, my imperfect moments in content creation are probably the ones that built me the most trust of all the things I've done. The things that I've spent tons of time storyboarding and, and working with these big brands. And I've helped launch some really big IBM, Dell, Samsung, SAP. I've launched some big projects with them. They've gone off amazing. People are like, good job, Brian. But whenever I, I push the envelope, right, I try something new or my daughter walks in the background or I drop the camera on a live video, people are like, oh, yeah, Brian's human. He's like us. I relate with Brian. I want to continue following him. And so it's an interesting world, right? And I think the two things that I say is perfection's a fairy tale, which I covered. The second one is that control is an illusion, you, know, you can control yourself individually, but like how things happen, you know, if something bad happens, the world we're living in right now, which is kind of cool, we are very forgiving to things just happening in life. And we've all heard the analogy that people buy from people they like. I'm pushing a new one that I say people buy from people they can relate to. And I love that when you're talking about like, I'm picturing the dog walker with the Snapchat sunglasses, because this is another piece of that is perspective. You know, how do you give people a different perspective on your business? And it might be just something as simple as, well, you're a dog walking service and you're probably competing against everybody in your local area, right? And it's a trust game. But the question becomes, how do I provide them more perspective into my mindset, into my point of view, to the way I do things? And that's something that you can do using something like Snapchat glasses. And to your point, I'm not posting on Snapchat anymore, but I'm using the Snapchat glasses. So you don't have to be on Snapchat to use them. But I think we're in a space right now where we've heard content is king. And I would actually say great content is king. So how do you create great content? The first thing to remember is you as the content creator, you as the business owner, you do not determine what is great. Anyone that comes to you and says, I'm going to teach you how to create a viral video, they are selling you unicorns and rainbows and they're completely full of crap because the thing about it is your audience determines what is great, not you as the creator. But how do you know what is? You have to put things out there. And I mean, so much of what I do is I throw things at the wall. Whatever sticks, I lean in, right? So actually, Amy Landino, a good friend of mine, where we were just doing a mastermind session together, and we were both saying, like, what we're good at is we lean into what works. Yeah. If something works, we lean into it. We start doing she's it more. She's a really great example of that this year, like what she's been doing. I mean, she's crazy, she- right? Like, and she spent five years being consistent, more than five years, but five years that I've been following her on her YouTube channel for five years. And check out Amy TV on YouTube, you guys, if you really want to see, in my opinion. She, one you of guys, the- our community has done actually a book club on the Vlog Boss, oh. on her book and everything. So our Perfect. community should be very familiar with her. And she was on our podcast episodes ago. So yes, go to Amy TV on YouTube. Brian, I think that's how I first heard about you, just talking to Amy about you. It's funny how that all works. Yeah, I was one of Amy's first like 500 subscribers on her YouTube channel and she now is, I think, pushing 300,000, right? So Yeah, and that goes back to you and and Vin knowing each other from Meerkat, right? Yep. Tell that story real briefly because that ties into throwing spaghetti up against the wall and seeing what sticks. So I'm not a video person. I never went to school for, I actually 
actually didn't go to school for marketing. I took one marketing class in college. I was a computer me science too. major. And yeah, so like marketing to me was just foreign. It was weird. I always thought of it was just people that gave salespeople stuff to do. Like marketing, I never understood it. I've always helped brands. I like to say what I became good at was I translate the geek speak. So if a brand is doing something very complicated in the technology space, I simplify it for their audience. And I was in Barcelona at an event out there working for Dell and I created all this content. I mean, 20 hours of content. And then this new app came out, which is called Meerkat, which doesn't, the name of the app doesn't matter. If you think about it, it was Facebook Live and Periscope before those even existed. I had a friend text me and say, hey, you should use this. And I said, well, sure, why not? I just did 20 hours of video. I clicked the button. One person got on my live video. He's now famous. His name's Gary from Indiana. But I turned the video, you know, used the back of my phone. And the person said, hey, Brian, what is that over there in the distance? And I was like, oh, that's the Samsung phone. And he was like, can you go over there and show me that? And that's where the light bulb magic went off for me is that I created 20 hours of video content that was not live. And it was my perspective. And all of a sudden I went live and that one person helped me decide what was great, right? So live video, it's changed my world. I've done 2,300 live videos since that one, right? So that's March of 2014. I've done 2,300 of those videos since. And the magic for me for there is I let the audience help dictate what I talk about. And that became an app that I ended up becoming, you know, the top five. When they hit a million users, it was Gary Vaynerchuk, number one, some guy named Jimmy Fallon, number two, and myself, number three. And it was wild. I was doing five live streams a day. It was fun. And I think for me, what it, you know, people, a lot of people say, well, Brian, it helped you get on the map. And I think this ties back into the beginning of this podcast is it allowed me to tell my story in my way. I am not perfect. I'm far from it. I am perfectly okay admitting to that. It was my vehicle. And for everyone that's out there, like if you like to write, press the damn button and blog more. If you like to talk, like we both like to talk, like do a podcast. I've had two podcasts. My first one started six years ago. It was hard to podcast six years ago. Like to figure out how to get your content everywhere. It was a nightmare. Now, much easier process, right? If you like to talk, do that. If you like to do video, don't be afraid to do video. And then the other part of that is I have this term I call upcycling. And what upcycling means is this can get overwhelming. We all have a business to run. We have, we also- I'm going to put a picture of this upcycle in the show notes for everyone. So if you're listening right now and you're more of a visual person, you'll have to check out the show notes. Go, Brian. (laughs) Sure. And Bella, you just came in, you were dropping off, you did a preschool run, right? You (laughs) you have so much going on. And so when we create great content like a podcast or an interview or we do a video, what I like to say is, The easy part is creating the content. The hard part is getting the content in front of the right audience. I know I have three daughters. I have back to school night this week and the teacher, they're now letting the kids listen with headphones for some of the subject stuff. They can sit on the floor. They can sit in their desk. The one class doesn't even have any desks. They allow the kids to sit everywhere and anywhere. And it's because we all learn differently. Interestingly enough, in marketing, more often than not, we just market one way and we're like, well, we don't care that you learn or consume differently. We want you to do it our way. And so my concept of upcycling is focus on one great piece of content and then take bits and pieces of it and put it everywhere else, right? So you just did an interview with Jennifer Watson. I watched that uh, interview on your Facebook Live page, right? Like, Being able to take a Facebook Live video, take three quotes in that video and now share them on Twitter, right? Then take a picture from the video or even like a one minute clip and put that on Instagram. Take the transcribe of this entire podcast and make it a blog post, right? These are things, when you get overwhelmed by content, this is what I think. I think we need to stop creating content for content's sake 
start creating great content and then recycling it or upcycling it. Like I like to say, taking the bits and pieces that make sense and taking it to each social network. And I'm not a believer in like, so the difference to me, the difference between upcycling and recycling, recycling is taking something old that you did and trying to make it something new. That's not what I want you to do. Like that's just posting the same video on Facebook, Instagram. That's just kind of throwing things out there. I think what you need to do is say, okay, this video is great. It was 35 minutes long. It was interview. Well, on Instagram, the longest the video is, is one minute. And most people on Instagram are just scrolling through, walking, maybe they're in the doctor's office. What can I extrapolate from that one piece of content that I can put in there? And if they want more, I can lead them back to that original content. And so I call it upcycling. You know, I take my one podcast recording. I record it every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook Live. I take that one 35-minute clip and it creates eight pieces of content every single week. And so when someone looks at me and says, Brian, you're so busy, you're everywhere, you're creating content everywhere. I'm like, well, actually I create content for about 45 minutes. Uh I've just got really good at understanding how to take that and put it everywhere else. And it might sound overwhelming to cut all this up, but the other part of this, I don't spend more than 90 minutes total cutting all that up to do those other pieces of content as well. I can hear my listeners thinking right now, but Brian, you're Brian Fanzo. You know how to do this. But guys, I want to break this down for you. This is a process that Brian is sharing with you that is going to help change your life. So the first question I know you had in your head was, but Brian, how do I find out what my community, how they want to consume the content, how they learn? Well, this upcycling process will show you which ones are very successful, number one. Number two, when we were talking about consistency earlier, that's why it's okay to maybe just do one new piece of content a month because every week you don't have to be like Brian Fanzo and do it all in one week. You could have it, you know, the first week, the second week of every month, you could be creating an IG story and a Facebook story out of it, right? The third week, you could be putting it on Twitter and making all your tweets for it. You can break it down however you want, but it goes back to our umbrella theory, like at the very beginning of this podcast about be consistent about something. You don't have to overwhelm yourself. And this is how it's the tortoise and the hare. It's the steady, the slow one wins the long-term game race. And that's what this is, you guys. You do not have to be a huge media company. You do not have to be a Brian Fanzo to succeed at this game. You just have to have some sort of a recipe for it, which Brian just gave you. And that picture that I'm going to show you that's from one of his presentations is going to also, you know, help you see this visual. And I really hope this resonates with you guys. If it does, I want you to post back wherever you heard this and let Brian know, tag him. Brian, back to you. I just had to like break that down for a minute because we get really excited. Glad you said that because that's the truth, right? And I think the biggest piece is you will get overwhelmed. You're listening to this right now and you're like, okay, to your point, the whole press the damn button concept is you will not know what works until you press the button. You can sit there and get overwhelmed. You can sit there and say it might not work, but just press the button and try it out. And the worst case is you waste 30 minutes and realize, well, that didn't work for me or that medium didn't work for me. And even though I've done 2,300 live videos, I did videos for a client yesterday and it took me 11 takes for one five minute video. Like, I mean, so we are all kind of learning in this together. So don't be afraid to try things out. And the other piece of this, I get, I get this question all the time is, well, Brian, how do I know where my audience is? You know, you're in a dog walking business. You're in a trust business. You're having conversations. Here's one that is going to blow your mind. Ask your audience, ask them. Like literally when you like go- Like when they it, sign up with you, you can have, because all of these pet centers, yes. dog walkers, we have software that you have to put in, you know, your name, your address, your dog's name, the veterinarian, where's cleaning supplies. What's your favorite social media platform? Facebook, Boom, right Instagram, there. Twitter. Click one, 
Yes. Don't be afraid of it. <laughs> I mean, that alone, right? Just asking them what are their favorite, because this is the other part about this whole crazy story. And if you want to really connect with people, you must go to where they are at, not make them come to you. That's a change, right? The old ways of marketing. I, I say the field of dreams, the Kevin Costner movie, yeah. right? If you build it, they will come. If you build it today, nobody is coming. Nobody <laughs> cares. If you are willing to go to where they're at. So like, I mean, I hear that all the time. I was like, I don't know where to focus my effort. Well, the first thing is you don't know where you're good at. So press the button everywhere, upcycle, figure your content out. Ask your audience where they're at and then focus on creating some content there. And I think that's the magic. But I can tell you for so many that are listening to this, you, maybe you took notes, maybe you're excited about doing it. I challenge you to actually do it. There will be 85% of you will listen to this and say, oh, I can do this. I'm going to make it happen. And sadly, 10% of you will actually do it. And yeah. so that's the press the damn button, right? Like my whole, like the reason I, I'm so gung-ho on this is because it's really frustrating for me when I hear great stories and people that are doing great things and they listen to me and a year later they come back and say, you inspired me, you motivated me. And I'm thinking about doing it still. And I'm like, well, what happened the last year? You could have tried out 10 different things and came to me with, Hey, these are 10 things I did. What do you think I should do moving forward? But instead <laughs> you kind of just sat there and spun your wheels. And the people that are doing great things right now are the ones that are willing to put it out there and just kind of try. Cause None of us know exactly what works. I mean, we are, this whole social media game is a lot of trial and error and then leaning into what works to what we said before. And there's really not one thing that works across the board. You have no. to look at the data, you guys. You have to look at the data and not just go off of what you feel. Brian, you have been awesome. Uh, just as I knew you would be. I appreciate your time so much, sir, because I know that you have a million and one things on your schedule. If people do want to follow you, what's the best way to follow you? I know you already mentioned some of them. We just preach consistency. So I'm going to be consistent with this. I am I social fans, the letter I at the beginning, social fans with a Z. It's my website. It's my every social channel that exists. You search iSocialFans. You don't have to follow me everywhere. Pick your favorite channel. Follow me there. But yeah, consistency in branding, consistency in your networking and all that side as well. So iSocialFans.com or on any of the social networks. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. A lot of fun. That's awesome. You guys, I know you loved this podcast. So I want you to go ahead and consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever it is that you listen. I also would love for you to leave your biggest takeaway wherever you found the link to this episode. And don't forget to go follow Brian. And last but not least, remember, when life gets tough, always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.